When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Hello. Here we go. It's the Copyright Podcast. What's happening, everyone, and welcome back to another Copy podcast and a, quite a belated uh, review of Saturday's game. We're now Monday, but yeah, we're here. Uh, I'm Mick Moran. I'm joined by Dave from Dave's LFC Chat. Dave, how are we doing? I'm all good. Um, I'm all good, my friend. Listen, seven points out of nine. We're going to get into it. I know a lot of people aren't happy at the moment, but <laughs> I'm, grand. I'm happy enough with a seven out of nine. I'm happy with it. I thought we played well. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I mean, I saw a few people, I mean, not people that I know, really, just like getting a bit irate and I was like, yeah. a bit mad really. But yeah, I mean, before we get stuck into the game, what what were, you, what were your thoughts on before the game? Obviously, team news-wise, Harvey Elliott started. Mm. That was a surprise to me, especially after the Burnley one. And also, Jota dropping to the bench yeah. for, for Bobby was another surprise to me, really. They were the two big surprises. I, I had a feeling Simicus might go once Robertson was fit. Um, I would have started Jota. I know it's hindsight and all that, but like Jota was on fire in the, in the first two games. Why would you drop him? You know, it didn't work in the end, did it? But uh, Elliot in a big game like that—that that shows confidence. That shows Klopp really, really has confidence in you to play starting as European champions and to turn up as one of the best players for Liverpool on the day. <laughs> you know, to shine one of the only a few players for Liverpool to actually shun on the day. I mean. I was surprised though, to be fair. Starting earlier, I was. Yeah, because I mean, well, he, he did like when I was went to the Burnley game and I saw that he was starting. I was like, this is a mad one, but it just shows the trust Klopp's got on him to throw him back in against yeah. Chelsea. That was the person I least expected to start. To be honest, like when I was doing like I don't know team predictions, it was always Fab, Fab Hendo and Cater or Thiago, and that was that was the only kind of variation that that we. I was thinking of, but yeah, he was he was one of the few players. I mean, not one of the few players, but he was one of the players that, like we said, didn't expect to start. But he done he did do really well, didn't he? Like I think he covered the most ground on the pitch, like nearly eleven k during the match, which is just that's like milli standard, Crazy. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what it is as well? I heard Klopp in the interview after saying he loves calling the triangles and he loves going into like shapes. That the triangle was lovely between Salah, Trent, and Elliot is what he's talking about. Elliot and Salah seem to be getting a little partnership going there as well, don't you? The little one-twos, the layoffs, looking for each other all the time. You've noticed that. I mean, if Salah starts looking for you to pass the ball, you know you're doing something right at, eight, at an 18-year-old. You know what I mean? Even that's enough to go, wow. But, um, yeah, I, I just... Listen, we'll get into it about the game, but, I mean, it, stop, start. It was probably broken into about four different sections that game, to be fair. There was two different sections in each half. 
But uh, Salah, for me, Elliot, going forward, look like they're really, really a lovely little partnership going forward. And I think that's what Klopp sees. And that's why I think Klopp's starting, because it just gives us something different in midfield. Just gives us something totally different in midfield. It gives us a threat. It gives us a ball through. And I think Klopp, like, or sorry, Salah likes actually blaming him. Salah looks happy playing with him, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, well, it's something yeah. to feed off and, you know, move, you know. He, he's on the same wavelength, basically. Salah and Elliot are on the same wavelength, and I think that helps the team. Yeah, it's a big compliment, isn't it? When you you've you get and get and given the ball, and I think even like Tony Mowbray. I mean, I mean, no Blackburn and Liverpool isn't really a similar comparison in terms of quality, but yeah. I think their manager even said last year when he was there, it was just the, the the plan was give the ball to Harvey Elliot, which I mean, probably it's not fair to probably do that in the Premier League, but he's he's more than holding his own, isn't he? And like you said, those little triangles and seeing Trent in more of a, a central position, basically being a, a midfielder at, at times, wasn't he? Which is, like you said, it's a, it's a different way of playing. And, and obviously, I imagine against Leeds, we'll probably see maybe Cater or Thiago coming for him and we'll probably see Trent probably. then getting back to the, the usual bomb, bomb and pass salad and, and, and providing that overlap rather than maybe like an, an underlap, as as you as uh, so to speak. But um, yeah, it was nice to see that, wasn't it? Like those little triangles and... Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's good signs going forward that we've got someone that good that's come back from a loan that people maybe expected them to go back out on loan as well. And the fact that he's coming in and grabbed his chances, um, it's boss to see, isn't it? Yeah, now I had a feeling now that he would have kept them um, on lo- kept them at the club because I think he he's shown, you know, he's shown things last year. He was brilliant for Blackburn last year, of course. I mean, he really turned up in some games, got some great goals, and the way Klopp was talking about him. Even when he was at Blackburn at the time, you knew Klopp, you know, he's one of his little sons here. You know the way Klopp gives you that hug? It's like an appreciation hug that when yeah. he hugs you, you know you're going to be involved in the team. I had a feeling him and Curtis Jones, I know Curtis Jones hasn't been really involved, but he will. Um, I knew those two young lads coming up through would get a chance this season. And Liverpool, I know we don't have to mention it, but probably say, well, we won't have to sign a player in that position. We've got an 18-year-old who could potentially be the player in the next two or three years. So why would you go out and spend forty or fifty bloody million when you have this guy ready made? And but uh, but it's yeah. huge confidence. It's huge confidence. It must be a huge confidence for your man for Elliot to be you yeah. know waking up and saying you're starting against Chelsea by the way today. You're starting against Chelsea in midfield. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the likes of Thiago on the bench. You know what I mean? Exactly. Wow. Yeah, getting ahead of those type of caliber of wow. players is, is is amazing in itself, isn't it? But let's get stuck into the game a little bit. And obviously, Chelsea go one 0 up after twenty minutes, and yeah. I have it that it was a good header, but I'm still convinced that he didn't mean it. I'm still convinced that that's a that's a flick on. I mean, if he did yeah. mean it, I mean, if he got if he got asked and and he said he meant it, I wouldn't believe him. I think that's still no. a clip to the back post that, but. I mean, a good goal, weren't it? And I, I think it was kind of a bit of a sucker punch, like halfway through the half, and it was kind of like we had to. We had to regroup a little bit from there, didn't we? Well, to be to be fair, Chelsea kicked on from that when that goal went in and, and had one or two other chances where I thought you know, if they would have got the second goal, it probably would have been game over. But um, yeah, I don't think he meant that. I really don't. When you run to the front post and try to flick it, you're really looking at someone coming in the back post maybe or maybe a chance of it going in. But to direct it like a postage stamp top corner. I mean, he, even Alisson was surprised by it. <laughs> I, 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 I can't believe he meant that goal. But listen, it went in. Chelsea, you know, obviously grew confidence from that. Liverpool went into a bit of a shell. The crowd quietened down because the crowd were up. I mean, you were you were at the game. The crowd, the first fifteen, just before they scored, it was. I said it. I said the atmosphere. It seemed anyway on television like it was a proper atmosphere. 
But when you know, you know yourself, you're letting a goal against a good Chelsea side. They had, as I say, Lukaku didn't really do much in the game, but did one or two breaks and uh, Havertz was decent. Just wide, I think it was Mason Mount, just wide of the post. And I was a little worried, to be fair, when you know when they had just scored about five minutes later. I was a little worried, but um, eventually we got back into it. <laughs> yeah, I think that when Mason Mount breaks through there, I was yeah, I was literally, I think I shit my pants basically because I thought this is t- if that's two 0 that's going to be difficult to, yeah. to get back with yeah. a, a Chelsea team that obviously get we'll get on to the second half in a minute but we know how good they are defensively with the, with their setup and whatever but um just before the the, the goal though the Liverpool goal uh, Bobby went off um I think it was like a minute or two before uh, yeah. I think it's a hamstring issue isn't it but yeah. Jota comes on and I think it's probably I mean there's no good time to get an injury but it's probably a, a, a good and as there is time when we've got yeah. a break now until the um, 12th of September when we play Leeds. So we need them back ready for that, hopefully, don't we? We do, but you know what? That 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 disrupted us as well because of the fact that we Jota on the bench. Yeah, Jota's on the bench to maybe come on last 2025 20, if we need a goal and go for it at Anfield with a home crowd. Not to come on midway through the first half with an injury and then all your, your options are reduced and you've already used up one of your three subs. You know what I mean? So there was a few things happened in the first half. We'll get to that now just before half time. But there's a few things that happened that didn't suit us in the game. You know what I mean? And that was one of them because I, I am 100% sure Jada would have come on maybe even half an hour to go. You know what I mean? Half an hour to go if we weren't back in that game. But because we had to use them up in a bad circumstance through an injury, not through tactics or anything else, just because Bobby got injured, I don't think helped us to be fair. Yeah, it was one of them, wasn't it, where I think even like just before the second half, um, Jota was out, just like warming up. Like he, he didn't have really enough time to kind of yeah, get himself ready because yeah. obviously you can't you can't predict that someone's going to get a uh, pull a hammy like that, and especially Bobby who doesn't really touch wood doesn't really get injured that much, does he? But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Jen, not for long after that, we'll come to the the main talking point, which is the red card for yeah. Reese James, which for me is the most. That, I think that's one of the easiest red cards and penalties you'll ever yeah. see. And, I, and I've seen a load of people on Twitter, like obviously Chelsea fans and whatever, saying that it's hit his knee first or whatever. But the way that brush in motion with his arm and he's like... The one where he goes, it rolls up his arm. It's like one of those skate, those you know, sort of, you know those guys do all the, the football things where it rolls down. Like, he <laughs> yeah, rolled yeah, up yeah. his bleeding arm. Like he touched it nearly six times in one movement. How can you do that? I know, listen, it was a penalty. And it was a red card. It's a horrible double whammy, though, isn't it? I mean, it's really like giving you two penalties, really. You're penalised twice. Red card and penalty. 47 minute. Like, you know, it's seconds away from... That goes wide or it's going to be halftime. Chelsea win at 1-0. Mo Salah steps up. Beautiful penalty. There's no doubt he's going to score. 99 league goals. Only needs one for the 100. But here's a controversial little uh, curveball. I think that sending off... Never mind the penalty and going in at 1-1 one, one at halftime. Sometime it didn't actually suit us, and I'll tell you why. It made Chelsea regroup at halftime and go into their shell a bit because they knew yeah. they had 10 men. They're going to say, listen, we've 10 men second half at Anfield here. We're not going to go. We're just going to try to catch them on the break, sit back. We needed them to come at us more. You know what I mean? Open up yeah. more. And that didn't suit us. So you could say the 10 men, although it's great, you know, second half, you should be beating 10 men. Sometimes, and it didn't suit us at Anfield on Saturday, it would have been better going in 1-1 with the penalty, maybe getting a yellow. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, If that makes sense. 
I agree. Well, yeah, because obviously then once you get the pen, you get the, you score the goal, it's one one. Um, if, if, anyway. if, if they keep Reese James on the field, they then come out going well. We've played so well in the first half. We've went one 0 up. They've got yeah. a penalty, which was a deserved penalty. If they keep if they keep Reese James on the field, then it, like you said, it's, it's more of an open game, and they're willing to take more yeah. risks. Where they didn't do that, and I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying that it was a defensive masterclass and whatever else. But like you said, I don't think what other option did they really have a full Anfield? Um, like you said, you know, just at the perfect time, handball, they're down to 10 men, they've conceded. There's not much else for anything else after that. The only option really in my mind is just regroup. And like you said, just kind yeah. of, yeah, defensive rear guards. If we can counter, which they did a few times and I was a bit worried by, yeah. I thought they might nick one. Listen, but you can't blame that's... Chelsea. You can't blame Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we might have done that if it was at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely. one one and a half time. You're down to 10 men. You're hardly going to go for them or go for the juggler in the second half. You'd probably lose the game. You have a better chance of losing the game. You know what I mean? So, exactly. and I mean, they've some bench as well. They've some team. I mean, they're going to be up there. They're going to be there, thereabouts. I mean, yeah. Chelsea. I mean, a draw against Chelsea isn't a terrible result. But you could see, you could see Twitter, you could see the TikTok fans all over the place giving out about, you know, the TikTok Reds, as I call them, giving out about, you know, you should be beating them, you should be doing this, you should. As I just said to you, sometimes 10 men just doesn't work. And sometimes it does. We've seen what City did to, uh, was it Norwich or someone the other day and pissed on them. But we're playing Chelsea. We're not playing Norwich or we're not playing, you know, a lower level team. Chelsea are a top team and know how to defend. And their goalkeeper was particularly good. So I, I'm not reading a huge amount into it, Nick, to be fair. I really am not The only thing I would read into it is when I looked at the bench at the start of it, and I see people doing Twitter checking, wow, that looked, that bench looked decent. That looked as, as strong a bench as I've ever seen for Liverpool. I mean, B&Q would have been happy with that bench. That bench was top top notch. <laughs> Top notch. But the only thing was, we were missing a little percentage of another little striking option. Michael Edwards, please, are you listening? So I know there's, there's about 30 hours left, less than 30 hours left in the transfer window. So, if, I mean, if, if there's any sort of thing we could talk about or give out about, there's just that little area. I mean, no, Bobby's going to be out for a few weeks. I know there's international break and it probably, probably won't matter. But I think something needs to be done there going forward, you know? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I definitely. I, I'm. I am surprised that we we haven't. To be fair, and I don't know if that's yeah. a, a club decision or we just can't afford it or whatever. But um, yeah, I've got a staff for you. Then I, I mean, there's loads of comments here that I haven't had a chance to look through yet. But I'll I'll do that after I've gave you this one. Um, it was oh, that's Mo Salah's 14th penalty in a row that he's scored in the Premier League. Only Matt Letizia has scored more, which was 23. In a row between '94 and 2000, without that's without missing one. It's amazing, isn't it? Jesus, Jeez, I tell you what, that's an amazing stuff from Matt Letizia. Holy yeah, shit! He was, he was, you know, he was, he was a luxury player, silky player, wasn't he? I remember him playing for for um, I'm that I'm of that age uh, for Southampton. He was so bleeding player, him. But but listen, Salah. Look, we can talk about. You could do a podcast on Salah. Let's be fair. I mean, that was his 99th goal. Salah's the type of player that when he steps up to take a penalty, you know it's going in. I'd be nervous when penalties, you know, when your international teams are out and fellas are going to miss or not with Salah. I just, you know, he's going to score. And as that, as that stat proves, he does score. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I think but, I always get nervous though. Like every time he steps up, I don't know I, if it's the little, it's the, it's the, um, the angle of the run and it's the little, the jumps that he does. And then it's like, <laughs> 
is he going to balloon it over or whatever? But he's put one in the Champions League final. He's took one to send like Egypt to the whatever it was. I can't even remember that, that, what, what that was. His one. biggest penalty, he said. I know the Champions League final one as well against Spurs, but that one he scored for Egypt near the end of the game. Yeah, took yeah, Egypt into the World Cup for the first that's time. One, since yeah. It was 1990 yeah, yeah. when they were there. Yeah. We're actually in Ireland and England's group in the World Cup, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like it, it's, it, I don't know if it's me just thinking, oh, he's going it, to, it's the way he runs at it. But yeah, it's, I don't know why I doubt him anymore because he's just, yeah, like I said, he's absolutely lethal from, from the spot. Oh. And fair enough. But yeah, let's get stuck into these comments because there's been fucking loads, to be fair. So nice for <laughs> jumping in. Uh, I've got Ahmed a red 1 1 against 10 men. Defense is okay. We'll take them at their place. Lukak, who? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fair enough. you know what there's i mean seeing a few comments on and, and i knew walking back from the match that they were all gonna target that one moment in the first half with lukaku kicked van dyke's leg and van dyke fell over they're gonna use yeah. that as like a oh he's 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 battered them he's knocked them over with his strength it's like he hasn't made he kicked his leg no, and van dyke no. fell over so i mean apart from that though he, he controlled them didn't he him and matip were, were matip matip was, was brilliant i mean matip's been brilliant in the last three games and never even mind van dyke i mean matip matip's just just because van dyke's beside him we always mention van dyke and he came back for the big injury but i'll tell you what matip is as important to us I mean, he really yeah. is. If Matip can stay fit, that's Liverpool's problem. We know what happened last year, but if we keep our spine fit, I've been saying this all last month, because of the fact the transfer window doesn't look like it's going to end too nicely in the, tomorrow, and you never know, you never know. But if it doesn't, um, we just got to keep our players fit. You know, the, like, the spine of the team, the Allisons, the Van Dykes, the Matips, the Cadas, yeah. the Hendos, the people that get injured have to stay fit, and yeah. we'll, have a good, we'll, we'll have a good season. Yeah, I think that also, I mean, speaking about players getting injured, and I th- like I said before, I was surprised Cater didn't probably start that one yeah. after playing the first two, but yeah. I think that's got to come into your thinking as well, hasn't it? Like Klopp's thinking that he doesn't want to maybe overload him with games and he needs to maybe tailor his games a little bit more so we can therefore be know. more available. Well, I mean, well, he knew there was an international break, didn't he? I mean, Yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's, I don't what, know. that's the only thing I could think of. That was the only reason, because I, I was sure it would definitely be Cater, to be honest, on that left-hand side, because then Hendo had to get shoe-owned on the left, which he's not comfortable with. I think you could see that. Elliot shone on the yeah. right, but I think it was, I don't know, I don't, it was a bit lopsided for me a little bit in a game Would you, of would you have brought Thiago? Would you brought Thiago on earlier, maybe at half-time, just to earlier. give us that bit more control in the midfield, or what, what would you have done there? I think so, because I think he came on like 50 minutes to go. I don't think that's enough time. And I, and I think coming on to Hendo, I, I think, I, I mean, no, I know we saw how good Harvey Elliott was, but I, I think I would have probably brought Elliott off, to be honest, and then put Hendo yeah. on the right yeah, and then put Tiago on the left. And I think that mm-hmm. then you get a bit more, then it allows Trent to bomb on a bit more. Those overlaps, like I said, we didn't really have because, it, like you said, the triangles that uh, Salah, Elliott and Trent were making, Trent was a bit more, He's a bit more inside, wasn't he? Where we probably needed them as as far over as we possibly could to get to whip yeah. those balls in. So, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a good it was a good vote of confidence for Elliot, but um, I, I mean, I was surprised. But then, yeah, we just don't yeah. know what what Klopp's thinking is in terms of Elliot uh, with Cater and, and Thiago, who hasn't played that much footy as well. So no. maybe he was just kind of thinking to try and keep them. The, the problem fit. is, though, as you see on all the social media things, whatever team Klopp picks. It's going to be a problem. I mean, yeah. uh, Robertson comes in, starts. Robertson's, Roberts, Robertson's probably been, you know, top five, six players for Liverpool in the last three, four years. So people giving out about him coming back and playing 
And Simicus, who you were given out about only three weeks ago, that he wasn't good enough to play for Liverpool, yeah, all of a exactly. sudden they're giving out that he's not playing ahead of Robertson. So, you know, I, I don't, I try not to listen to this bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's, no, it's no, crazy exactly. shit. Crazy. That's shit. what I mean, because in hindsight, you can say anything. You can say, you can, uh, I, Twitter is basically, this is how some, I sum Twitter up. It's a game of roulette, and people just throw the fucking chips on every single number. Because then yeah. we can go, oh, I told you. There you go. Yeah. I told you. Because yeah. you yeah. if, you, if you scatter that much bullshit, it's good. It's, one of them is going to come up and then you can go, there you go. One of them going to stick. One of them going to stick. Is yeah, exactly. You can just pull that tweet <laughs> up and go, there you go. I told you all. Yeah. I knew, I knew I'm better than Clark. I know, I know what I'm doing. But fucking hell. Yeah, let's get, um, let's get stuck onto these again. So we've got uh, Ravi. Nice one for jumping in, mate. Big up. Should have won the game. And the red card was right. Definitely. He's yeah. also just put Lukaku was overrated. Um Let's go down Dirty. to Rob. Um, why didn't Klopp see we quickly, quickly ran out of ideas in the second half? He had options like Kater on the bench, but refused. Yeah, thoughts on thought on that. I mean, like you said, Thiago came on with 15 minutes to go. Then he brought on Simicast with five minutes to go. Um, obviously, the Jota, in, the Jota one was an enforced injury because Bobby was injured. Why, why so. didn't he bring on someone like Ox that can break the lines and maybe get a goal for you with 20 oh, minutes to go? I think Do an Ox would have been a good shout, yeah, because I, yeah. Don't think, I can't remember a shot in, in the box, and I think Ox obviously gives you that shooting from range, and I think... Clark I mean, Ox, Ox, for, Ox for Elliot, as you just said, I mean, Elliot, you know, listen, I'm not giving out about Elliot, he was probably one of our man of the match on the, probably on the team that day, but what I'm saying is, with 20 to go, you know, you throw everything at it, there's a chance here we can beat Chelsea, or against 10 men, you know... Yeah, yeah. I, I just sometimes now Klopp. We know Klopp doesn't like risks. He rarely takes risks in big games. This was a big game, you know. He rarely does it. He likes keeping it tight. He doesn't like overcommitting, and maybe that's why he kept it tight in the midfield. He was afraid maybe their counter. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, not claiming <laughs> to know no more than Klopp, are we? But you know what I mean. Like I did, like you said, in hindsight, you can say. Whatever, but yeah, it is. I mean, Tiago. I think the one for me is not bringing Tiago on a little bit earlier, even just five yeah. minutes, because you saw as soon as he got on the ball, he was pinging it left and right, and he's, he he just takes one two touch and it's out, it's out of the wing straight away. So it's that quick play we needed, didn't we? To kind of because it was a bit laboured a little bit, like to, especially towards yeah. the end, where it was kind of like I think the players themselves seemed to like resigned. We resigned to the fact that we weren't going to get that goal. It felt like anyway in the crowd a little bit where. It, it was just kind of like knocking on the door, but it wasn't like a full knock. It was just a little, a little, a little tiny tap on the door, rather than like you said, going for it, going, yeah. going all guns are blazing to kind of turn over the European champions. And, and yeah. that would have been great if we did. Well, it would, it would have been a little, a little bonus, wouldn't it? Would have, but the thing about it is as well, bringing on players with fifteen to go, it takes about ten minutes to get into the rhythm of the game. So you're only really in the game for five. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah. I mean, you know, even 20, 20, even 25 gives you 15 being in the game. You know, now I know, I know certain players can be in the game within the first touch, you know, top level players like Santiago. But I always find that with players, sometimes it takes them a few minutes just to get in. Especially a big high intensity game, a big, yeah. big game like that. You know what I mean? I, I just don't yeah. get that late substitution thing. I just don't get it. Yeah. And I, I think, to be honest, though, it's like another thing where if it's maybe a, a lesser team bringing on Thiago at, to at Thiago at yeah. that point might have more of an impact because it was Chelsea yeah. and like you said they were so deep so compact and like I said their keeper was I mean he, he done 
made a fight, few quite good saves, but it was it was the plucking the corners and free kicks out of the air and catching them that that takes up so much pressure off your defence. And he he seemed to do that with real ease, and I think that kind of gave them a lot of confidence, knowing that they've got a good goalie there, and it wasn't fucking yeah. Kepper in goal who. <laughs> he's he's always a second away from fucking dropping the ball or whatever. So no, he's a big lad and he, he controlled his box basically. What a good co- goalkeeper should always do. Never mind about anything else. Pulling off saves, you know, controlling your box and your six yard area. He can did that very well on corner kicks and balls in. Some of our crosses that were far too close to him, really, weren't they? You know, for yeah. a big lad like yeah. that, we tried it two or three times in the first half. It didn't work, but we kept on doing it second half. Yeah. And it just wasn't working, you know. And that's why you run into desperation. It's 1-1. You're expected to win because it's 10 men. There's 15 minutes to go. The crowd are baying you. You're ready to rock and you're just lumping the ball in. Bit more, bit more, you know, nuanced I thought we should have been. But listen, it's hindsight, you know. It's, it's, yeah. The game's over, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think corners especially where it's kind of floated in and the, and the keeper's like six foot seven and he, if he's jumping in the air you're not going to beat him let's be honest the corner needs to be bob on the money and i think yeah that was another little thing maybe that was could have been a bit better but yeah yeah um let's have a look what else we've got we've got jack mack nice one for jumping in jack uh all right lads hope you enjoyed leeds first mayor carvey is going to save his millions will be interesting if year can select him in europe yeah definitely i think um ac milan first game i hope yeah. that's going to be Tough group, isn't it? I mean, I'm, me and Jay were meant to do a um, Champions League draw reaction on it, and we didn't get around to doing one. It's, but yeah, that that group's pretty tasty, isn't it? I, do you know what? It is a tough group. People are saying AC Milan aren't all this. I think you're eight or nine in in La Liga or La Liga. Sorry, in the Premier League in uh, Italy. But they're AC Milan. Like, you know what I mean? And they've got a young squad, a really tasty young squad. They'll give us a game. And if you watched Europa League, did they beat you know? The United beat them the semi. Was at the quarters last year? But I'll tell you what, over yeah. the two legs, I, I thought Milan had more chances. Yeah, it was like it was like Wolves yesterday against United. They probably had twice the amount of chances. Yeah. Still lost the bloody game. I don't know how to get away with it, but that's that's another podcast. <laughs> F, FC, FC Porto are a team we know very well. Yeah. They'll give us a game. They'll give us a game. I know we, we have a great record against them. We really do. And our nemesis, Atletico Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Simeone masterclass incoming. So. That's going to be tough. It's it's a tough group. But sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's nice to have a group like that where you're going into it knowing you're going to have to be top-notch here to get out of this group rather than there's one or two Mickey Mouse games against Maitland and these type teams and you take yeah. the foot off the pedal. So we know, you know, there's tough games coming up because I think we've got an Atletico home and away double in between two games, don't we? First uh, two, AC. Yeah, let me have a little quick look, actually. I've got AC part or then I think it's Atletico twice, which would be tough, you know? Yeah, so we've got AC Milan on the 15th of uh, September at home. Then we've got Porto away, 28th of September. Yeah, and then, then Atletico away on 19th of October. So, yeah. Wow. Tough. I mean, I, th- I think AC, and, AC Milan and Porto, I think maybe, I think they're more like names because they've, they've always had good teams over the years and whatever else. Yeah. Obviously, won, won the Champions League under, under Mourinho and whatever else. And AC Milan obviously got great pedigree, European, and they've got still got a good team, to be fair. But Atletico Madrid, that's going to be the main rivals for, for that one. But yeah, like you said, it's, it's better to have those type of teams yeah. and, and those names come up against because you can raise your game. And I think when when we come up against bit bigger teams, I think that's when you see the proper Liverpool, I think, anyway. So um, hopefully that'll be a good little thing we can look, look forward to. But um, yeah, let's have a little look through... These are the comments. We've got John Moore. Hey, guys. Hope you are keeping well. Nice one for jumping in, mate. 
Uh, let's see what else we've got. Ravi's in again. I'll just pick this one because it's a compliment. David, <laughs> all of their opinions. Can't agree more with them. Hey, quick, take the photograph, quick. <laughs> uh, Jack's one of the one. The intensity and tempo of both teams before the red was great. Quickest I've seen all season. Three weeks in. Yeah, defo. It was. Uh, I mean, I was in the ground, and it was. Yeah, that atmosphere was just. It was boss. To be fair, it was lovely, and I think it was just nice to be. Obviously, after the Burnley game, the. I mean. I think half twelve kickoffs are notoriously quiet because just everyone's yeah. like, especially having to get there so early. Everyone was like a bit cranky, maybe getting up early and having to get to the ground for half ten, trying to trying to queue up to get in and whatever else. But half five on a Saturday after everyone's been out in the pubs all day, exactly. So I mean, Tag, I was they're I, all in Taggy's bars, a Taggy hotel uh, tier there, you know, Taggy's. Yeah, bar. yeah. Well, there's a there's a few. I was in May Duncan, which is not far away with Jay and that, and it was yeah. Good little atmosphere, I had a few bevies and that, and just walked down. But I think I, I made it in with like two minutes to spare, to be fair, because the fucking the queue was yeah, it was it was mental. I think I got there for quarter to five. I got in for like yeah, two minutes to kick off. So I was is 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 it working now with the tickets? I know there was a problem with 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 the Burnley game and the friendlies, but is it working a bit better now? The queues. Uh, I think it's working. I just think that the queues are a bit a bit mad because obviously. It's not quite the same as as it was. Like it's not like a bit of a free for all. But the queues, like for uh, in my turn style, anyway, I was in. I was in the S. It was like oh, fucking hell because I especially hadn't been in that seat before, so I didn't really know where the turn style began because I, I wasn't really used to that side really. Yeah. Uh, so I was walking down and I, I got like ten minutes walking down past a massive queue, and I was thinking to myself, I hope this fucking queue isn't my queue. Got to the beginning of the queue, and then I asked the fella, and he was like, "Yeah, that is your queue." And I had to walk oh, back. And I was like, "Oh." But yeah, just just made it in just in time. So um, thank fuck for that. <laughs> I didn't want to miss any of the game. To be fair, so no. I'm just happy I got in. But uh, yeah, Dave, we've done we've done half an hour there. Uh, let's let's leave it there. Let everyone get back to their uh, bank holiday Mondays. I'm off in a bit for a little a little meal and a little few little drinks before going back to reality Ooh. tomorrow. So um, yeah, um, yeah, Dave, where can we find you anyway? Obviously, you've got Dave's LFC chat there, but. That's on YouTube and it's same on Twitter and Instagram and everything else, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's the same. They at Dave's LSE Chats, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Nice. Well, yeah, nice, a... nice and simple, baby. Nice yeah. and simple. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, it's. I think I've put the, the link in the description. And if I haven't, nice. haven't then I'll, I'll do it straight after this video. Um, we've finished going live, which will be in a second. But yeah, nice one, Dave, for jumping on. And nice one to everyone in the comments. There's been absolutely loads in there, which, and I'm sorry if I didn't get to yours, but. I do this thing where when you go to the end of the video and then there's loads of comments, I end up spending like an hour just reading through the comments and discussing all the different different topics. So I didn't want to be here all night and, and bore the life areas. And I'm sure Dave wants to get back to his. his no, I'm grand. I, I I could go till midnight. <laughs> I could go till midnight. And we didn't even me- and we didn't even mention one name. Oh, Michael. Oh, let's, well, let's mention that if you want. What? what yeah, we, we'll have a little. We finished the last two minutes. Of, obviously, the news today, the breaking news: this sport director, uh, Liverpool sport director, Michael. Edwards has a year's left in his contract. Looks like he's going to leave Liverpool. Although Madrid were interested in him and taking him on board. And Liverpool have Julian Ward as his assistant who can yeah. step in and are very impressed with I, I, You know, we've heard the staff at Klopp and all the guys, Mike Gordon and all of them are very impressed with him. So it'd probably be a straight swap. But, I mean, he's been brilliant for us guys. We all know what Michael Edwards is. He's like a bloody magician. I mean, he was involved with the Salah deals, Mane deals, Van Dijk deals, Fabinho deals, the, the Coutinho deal, 142 million for Coutinho, which brought yeah. us basically the spine of Alisson, Van Dijk and Fabinho out of that money. 
and it went, we're still and we're still owed money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's just I mean, he's been involved in the Solanke deal. He was involved in the Brewster <laughs> Brewster's millions deal. He was involved with that. I mean, there's so many deals involved where you go, what he got that? He got that much for that guy. Yeah. So this guy is intelligent. He's got his he switched on. Um he's not guaranteed he's gonna go. It's just his contract goes in a year and he might want to just he's been there nearly what nine yeah. years or so. He might just want to move on. But um listen, you, you know, we don't stand still the club. You know, he has been brilliant for the club, but uh I, he mightn't go. He mightn't go, but uh, we'll see what happens. What's, what's yeah. your take on Michael Edwards? I think it's yeah. He's obviously there's been a lot of like <laughs> when we do a good deal, it's like oh yeah, get Mickey statue in it, get Mickey Edwards a statue outside yeah. the ground, whatever. And like like you said, some of the deals that he's done, like Solanke was like what twenty million, twenty five or something ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. it's fucking ridiculous, really. That he, he managed <laughs> to get that, which is yeah. And like you said, Coutinho and getting Van Dijk in and and Allison, whatever. It's like, but I think he's been here that long now that maybe like the structures in place anyway for that. Obviously, yeah. when he does leave, there's like you said, I think his name's Julian Ward. Is it that? Yeah. Hopefully, it's like a smooth thing where he can just kind of carry on where uh, Michael Edwards left off and, and keep his uh, keep his ticking over in, in that regard. Anyway, so it should be sound. But yeah, like I said, he's been here a long time anyway, hasn't he? So um, it's probably he, like I said, he probably wants to do maybe if he wants to go and do something else at some other club, and he maybe wants to be CEO maybe. of another club. So a lot of options for him, definitely, especially after doing so good for us. So that's on the CV. So it looks good. So it, it's yeah, looking yeah, absolutely world is oyster. So um. Yeah, we'll get out of here anyway. So nice one, Dave. Again, nice one to everyone in the comments. You've been absolutely legends, and uh, yeah, we'll see us probably in a. I don't even know when. Actually, got leads on the twelfth of September, so we might try and squeeze in a show um, this week sometime about maybe. Well, transfer news. If there's a tra- if there's some transfer news, whoa! Tomorrow night, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll do a show. <laughs> but yeah, nice Cheers, one, everyone, guys. and we'll uh, see us all in a bit. Podcast Network.